Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, your host, on another glorious Saturday morning. Man, you want to talk about weather. I mean, July, June, May. Boy, we're, we're just knocking it out of the park this year. You know, things are really, really looking great and wonderful out there in the garden. You know, some problems showing up here or there, but for the most part, we're doing really, really well. But uh, this week is Clam Festival in Yarmouth. Always a big rite of tradition there in Yarmouth. Uh, Obviously, the Yarmouth store, our biggest store, has a lot to offer. And it's a great way to kind of come see us, you know, get some festival in, stop by the garden center, you know, have a good time. And, you know, that starts on Wednesday night with the Mallet Brothers. You know, big concert, you know, in the park there, right on the river, beautiful. Actually, yesterday, my wife and I uh, grabbed some cups of coffee, took a little walk in the park, had a nice little walk in the morning, relaxed. It was really nice, beautiful morning. Uh, But man, looking outside, how can you get any better? Low humidity, perfect for working in the garden. And man, have I been working in the garden. I've been playing all week long uh you know i've been adding annuals perennials a couple new shrubs you know a little bit later in the show i'll go over what i've been planting and some of the varieties and also kind of you know been putting some of the new 2015 items in my garden to trial just to to kind of see how they perform through the summer months that's always the most important thing for us as uh, growers is how things are going to hold up in the summer heat in July and August. So far, so good. Things are looking pretty good. But man, you got to check out our mobile app. Okay, there's some huge coupons on there. And also a little later in the show, I'm going to talk about our Scarborough store closing because I want to I want to clear up a lot of misconceptions about it. You know, um, we've started to have, oh no, you're going out of business. Oh no, no, no. We're here to stay. We're just closing the Scarborough store. So we'll go over a little bit of that, why it's happened, uh, you know, what's going on, why is Estabrook's closing in Scarborough. You know, we've had a, a very loyal following. I hope they continue to follow us in Yarmouth and Canabunk. Uh, unfortunately, we've lost our lease, but we'll go over all of that in a little bit. But if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Let's talk a little bit about the veggie garden, though, because that's been near and dear to my heart. The expansion is complete. Plants are planted everywhere. Things are vibrant and growing. I've been adding some extra fertilizer. Obviously, we've had to water a little more. Things have been going really good. But obviously, some things are popping up in the garden. Specifically, we've had some aphid problems. Uh, I haven't seen any uh, you know, tomato hornworm yet, but I'm keeping my eyes peeled. That cabbage moth, that little white moth that's around your broccoli and cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, that's been flying around, hitting that with the BT a little bit. But boy, are we starting to produce. I picked my first peppers. Um, Broccoli's really close. The first broccoli of the season. Peas are really close. I got them in a little later than I wanted to, uh, and they've been a little slow. I was a little late getting some fertilizer on them, and I think it really slowed them up along with some of those early cold temperatures. My scallions and onions are looking amazing. The squash are all in bloom along with the cucumbers. They're really starting to set a lot of fruit now. 
my lettuce has been phenomenal, except for I had a little aphid problem on them. Aphids seem to be really bad in the garden in general. Uh, I don't know if you've had a lot of problems, but it, not only in the garden center, but a lot of customers coming in uh, talking about, you know, black, red, green, chartreuse, you know, all kinds of different colored aphids. And so they've been really active this year. So keep an eye on, on your... Uh, on all of your plants because they seem to be really spreading very quickly in this nice weather. And, you know, like I said, my peppers, I picked my first green pepper. The hot peppers have been phenomenal. Talked about those a few weeks ago. How uh, we got those in a salad and, man, they are hot. Whew. But uh, tomatoes. I wanted to report there has been tomato blight found in Maine already. And we put out an alert this week. If you didn't get our e-news and newsletter, um, you should sign up for that because we sent out an alert. I think it was Thursday or Friday. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Thursday. But anyways, uh, it's been found in Buxton on some potatoes. And it's the same blight that affects tomatoes, also affects potatoes. So we need to be out there thinking about that. The other thing is we have seen some customers starting to have a little bit of problems with some impatience. Now, so far it has not been downy mildew, okay? It's been other related problems, whether it be fertility, um, you know, some some uh, other types of mildews that have shown up, but it has not been downy mildew that I've seen so far. So, you know, a lot of problems going on out in the garden, and we'll get to some of those remedies and whatnot and some of the questions that uh, are coming up. But I want to speak a little bit about the 2015 annuals, okay? Every year we get samples sent to us from a whole bunch of suppliers, specifically proven winners and other breeders. And this year, I'm putting a bunch in my gardens. I put them in containers. I kind of wait until this time of year to do a lot of my annual planting just because now we're over the peak season. I have more time in the garden. And also, I want to see how they perform throughout the summer. So some things that look really nice. You know, there's some really nice new salvias, and I'm not going to get into the varieties today, but I really like how they're performing. Cleome. Some new vegetative Cleome. Not grown from seed, but vegetative. I really like those also. Superbells. Now, we've got a million varieties of Superbells and Supertunias, but there are some new ones that I think are noteworthy. And we're going to have to make some choices on which varieties we carry because some of these new varieties really are spectacular. There's a new pink one with a dark pink eye that's really, really, really beautiful. And Lantana. Now, Lantana to me is a summer plant. I don't ever plant it early. I plant it this time on. Now, if you're doing it in your containers and whatnot, it's fine. You can use it a little bit later. But there's also a new dwarf bacopa I really like. And then the lobularias. There's some new additions to the um, lobularias or alyssum, the vegetative alyssum. There's a new purple one. We've had, you know, Blushing Princess. We've had the Variegated Variety. We've had, obviously, Snow Princess. Now there's a purple variety. And if any of you are used to using Alyssum, you know, you usually buy it in that little six-pack, I would definitely start thinking about changing to some of the vegetative varieties. You can plant one four-inch pot compared to six seed and get the same coverage. And so it's virtually the same amount of money 
but performs much better throughout the summer, much more fragrant, really, really great varieties. So, you know, we want to check out some of those. The other thing I've been putting a bunch of perennials in, some new shrubs. I put a quick fire hydrangea in, which I absolutely love that variety. If there's one hydrangea that I've really fallen in love with, it's that one. Um, I've also put some red tip Norway spruce I think I've talked about. Um, I also put um, a dwarf Serbian in, Serbian spruce. I've moved some of my big old Miscanthus floridus in the middle of the summer in the heat. No problem, okay? But that's what a tractor will do for you. So I've been having a lot of fun in my yard. But here are some of the perennials I also added. Tradescantia sweet cake. If you don't know that one, check it out. It's got yellow foliage, beautiful purple flowers, nice shade plant. I put it on the side of the garden that gets part sun. Uh, really performs well in a moist environment, which I have. And so I, I'm excited about that one. I also, Actea, or Simisifuga, the new botanical is Actea. Um, black negligee, okay? Big grower, big dark leaves, beautiful flower. Going to be a real accent point because in that garden I have some hookera that are purple. This black negligee is going to be purple. I also have uh, a physocarpus, uh, the dwarf, real nice dwarf varieties. You know, so I'm bringing in some purple there. Uh, you know, so it should be really nice for fall for some of those uh, accents. And Eupatorium baby joe. You know, a lot of people are used to Joe Pieweed, great big, huge grower, you know, but that's a, that's a phenomenal plant. I'm excited about that. And then hosta. Now these might be deer food in my yard. I'm not sure, you know, um, you know, so we'll see, but, uh, we have a question. Uh, Alan's on the phone. Alan, how are you this morning? Good morning, Tom. Good. How are you? How are you? Good, good. It's beautiful out. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I love it. I love this cool weather. Well, when it lasts. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, I mean, a little humidity isn't bad. It is summer. It is. It is. It doesn't last long, right? So Absolutely. It. It's Maine. You know, wait a minute, it'll be gone. <laughs> Except for winter, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, my question is regarding corn. Yes. I plan, I have a small plot, by the way, so I don't have too many, uh, you know, plants planted. But um, the corn I tried is Allure. Yes. It's a, the new hybrid, um, I guess it's sugar enhanced. Okay. And it's synergetic, I think it's. Okay. It is. Okay. And anyway, so I planted those among uh, sunflowers. Okay. And cucumbers. So mm -hmm. they're all together. All right. And I planted the corn sometime around eh, middle of May. Okay. And they're maybe somewhere about knee high or below. And I'm wondering why they're not growing as tall as they did last year. Okay. Uh, last year, I think I used Silver Queen. It was it was different. Yeah, bigger grower, you know, oh, okay. faster uh -huh. grower. You know, Silver Queen's old technology. Um, you know, it could be, you know, related to fertilizer and and temperature. You know, uh, obviously we've had some heat, but what have you been using for feed on them? Well, I, I've been using the Neptune's Harvest every couple of weeks, but I'm wondering if I should use more. Or... Well, we might want to switch over to something a little bit, you know, more potent with some nitrogen, like a 10, 10, 10 okay. or something, you know, kick it up a notch. Corn is a real heavy feeder, and so, you know, a lot of times farmers will put urea on corn. Oh. Um, you know, it's that 
nitrogen dependent to get that push and that stretch. You know, mm-hmm. we really don't have a, a typically a real warm season. Now, could there be other things going on? I'm not sure with this variety what the ultimate height is. You know, is it a dwarfer form? Did they, you, they say it's like like six to seven. Yeah, so that's I mean still a, a big grower. Yeah. Um, and I'm I know you water well, so that I'm not concerned about that. Uh, you know, the only thing might be root competition. You know, you've got a lot of stuff close by. But yeah, and I thought about the sunflowers. You know, are they are they you know they're growing great? Are they stealing the nutrients? But you know, but it's it's a um, you know complementary you know plant to yeah. plant them with. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think probably I'd hit them with a little more nitrogen. You know, and, you know, something like a 10-10-10 or 5-10-5 or, you know, something with a little little more nitrogen. I'd probably go 10-10-10. So what, what would you recommend for 10-10-10? Just, just a regular 10-10-10 garden fertilizer. You know, uh, Spoma makes one. Um, it's not organic, you know, but with some things like corn, they really take a lot of nitrogen. It's tough to get enough organic nitrogen on them. Okay. Now, can you do that? Of course you can. You can, you know, double, triple up your rate, stuff like that. But uh, with corn, I just like the good old-fashioned fertilizer that Grandpa used to use, and uh, it really just does the job really well. And, you know, you're not really exposing yourself to anything. Right. Now, the Espoma makes it with a particular uh, type? or is it, No, it's is just a garden fertilizer. It's 10-10-10. The other thing is, if you have a little miracle Grow, you could hit it with a little miracle Grow too. I mean, that's going to be a 25, you know, whatever. And, and that would just give it a, a good juicing all at once. Okay. And you might find a big bounce, especially with this heat coming, you know, in the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep it moderately moist and once in a while hit it with just some, some miracle Grow or Blue Goo, you know. Would you do that every week or, you know, every Yeah, I mean, or? if you put the 10, 10, 10 every time, it'll release a little bit all the time, you know. Oh, so, okay. you know, with a liquid fertilizer, obviously, you know, every other watering, something like that, until you kind of see the results you want. Once you really start to pick up growth, I'd probably cut back on the fertilizer again and go back to the Neptunes. It's okay. just really just to jump start that, that whole process and then kind of go back to the Neptunes and kind of plug along. And every okay. so often, if you need to, you know, hit it once in a while. Okay. Okay. All right. That's the beauty of gardening, right? Trial and error. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you you know you not everything works the same way every year, and and variety specific is is you know there's a lot of difference between varieties as we know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. All right. Sounds okay. like a plan. All Thank right. You, Thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling. Okay. Thank All right. Bye-bye. If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Are you an organic gardener? Finally, there's a fast-working and effective all-organic insect control available from Bonide. Bonide's Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew is the answer to all your garden insect problems. Captain Jack's works two ways, on contact and when the insect feeds. This will ensure that your insect problems are over. Captain Jack's controls all types of insects, including caterpillars, beetles, spider mites, boars, and more. Use it on vegetables, flowers, berries, trees, shrubs, and fruit. Captain Jack's all-organic insect control is available in easy-to-use dust, liquid concentrate, ready-to-use and ready-to-spray containers with built-in spray applicator. 
Pick up some Bonite Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew today at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit MaineIGC.com or Bonide.com. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. Clearance sales at garden centers are a dime a dozen at the end of the growing season. But how about one in the middle of it? Esther Brooks in Scarborough is closing for the season on Sunday, July 27th, and all in-stock items are now 30% off. With tons of plants at the height of their summer beauty, it's a great time to score a great deal. To learn more, visit Esther Brooks in Scarborough or on the web at estherbrooksonline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, the lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Clearance sales at garden centers are a dime a dozen at the end of the growing season. But how about one in the middle of it? Esther Brooks in Scarborough is closing for the season on Sunday, July 27th. And all in-stock items are now 30% off. With tons of plants at the height of their summer beauty, it's a great time to score a great deal. To learn more, visit Esther Brooks in Scarborough or on the web at estherbrooksonline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. Whether you're visiting for the summer or enjoying a vacation at home, the last thing you want to do is waste precious time, especially in the garden. Esther Brooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk makes decorating your home with beautiful plants quick and easy. They've got a great selection and great people here. I can always find what I need. It's just a wonderful place to shop. It's right down the road for me, too, so that makes it convenient. To learn more, visit EstherBrooksOnline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. 
Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook. Another glorious Saturday. You know, this weather is just amazing. Thank you, Alan, for the question. That's a great one on corn. Uh, that's one thing I have not done yet in my garden, uh, skipping corn this year. Uh, but back to my garden, uh, it, or if you have questions about your garden, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. You know, like I was talking before the break there, you know, a bunch of perennials I've added in that quick fire hydrangea and those red tip Norway spruce, things are kind of coming together and I'm going to bring it up again. I'm thinking about winter also. I'm thinking about those views, you know, putting those evergreens in those spots where I'm going to add, you know, texture and color for my off season. I'm also thinking about, okay, those grasses are going to have plumes late in the season. So I'm thinking at other different times. I'm also, when I'm making my choices, okay, so quick fire hydrange is going to have red flowers you know it's going to white then pink then red and then it's going to have orange fall color and then i've got the nissa which is going to have a nice red fall color and then i've got a japanese maple over here that's going to have orange fall color and then i've got this plant over here that's going to have yellow so i'm kind of plotting for me i like to think three to four season okay and then also what's the shape in the winter you know i've got a spot i think another i want another weeping plant but I just haven't figured out what it is yet. And that's okay. But I'm thinking structure first. Then I start thinking flower, then form. Then, you know, okay, what's its attributes? Is it going to have the right fall color for that spot? Is it going to show well? Does the foliage stay clean? All of those things I'm thinking about. And I have to hold myself back because I'm just like you folks. I'm a kid in a candy store when I go to the garden center. And when I know I'm looking for a specific spot, I a lot of times we'll jump to the first thing I see that I really like and it looks good, but then I got to back off and I've got to say, okay, is this an informed decision? Cause it's a decision. I'm going to have this plant in that spot for a long time. So, you know, I'm kind of struggling with that choice right now, but I also added in cheeky willow, you know, that nice dappled willow in a wet spot that I have, uh, you know, really hasn't taken a lot of moisture to maintain it this summer. Although here in July and August, I am going to start watering it a little more often. So, you know, I've been adding a lot of, a lot of stuff to the yard this year. And uh, that kind of brings up a topic, I guess. We have a question here from one of our wonderful viewers here. And let's see here. Where is it? Which one is 
which customer is it? Because I got a bunch of customer questions on the website. So if you want to submit a question, don't feel like calling, submit it on our website, estherbrooksonline.com backslash radio. And, you know, this one's from Christy in Saco. And her question is, when is the best time to plant? I'm a new gardener. I would like to plant some this summer. But some of my friends are telling me summer's the worst time to plant. You know, I'd like to beat the heat, but give me some advice of what I can do this time of year and what I can't. Okay, Christy, this is a prime example of people thinking, oh, it's summer. You shouldn't plant. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. I like to break all the rules, okay? But those same people that are telling you you can't plant are the ones that decide not to plant. There's a difference. Now, is it tougher to garden in the summer? Yes. It's hot. It's a tough time of year just to work out in the garden for long time frames. But what I like to tell people is buy what you can plant in the time that you have. So if you come to the garden center, you buy what you can plant that day. We're in the garden center maintaining plants, you know, 12 hour plus hours a day. And when we're not there, irrigation is running. So plants are getting water all the time. So, Chrissy, the key to success in the summer is really not fertilizer. It's just plain water. Now, are your plants going to do a lot of rooting? Are they going to do a lot of growing this summer? Yeah. But they do most of their establishment in the fall if you plant in the summer. So water is your most important thing. The one thing in the summer is you usually have a little bit less of a selection. Obviously, spring, you have their biggest selection of varieties, you know, and then a lot of items will sell out. But if you're just a, just starting, you may not have a lot of the more common stuff. You also may be able to plant a lot of your summer blooming things and then add to it in the spring, okay? So you have the opportunity of purchasing a lot of plants that bloom, say, from June, July, August, September, and get a really nice palette in the ground because you can see them in bloom. And then when you're in the garden center in the spring and you're buying your annuals, you can add some of that color. If you go around your neighborhood, nine times out of ten, people's landscapes are heavily weighted towards spring-blooming plants because that's where in the, when they're in the garden center. And really great gardens are ones that are very strong June, July, and August, okay? So even when you come into the garden center, you want to pick up some things that are blooming later in the season, but that's what I'm doing right now. I'm primarily leaving open spots for spring-blooming plants. My gardens are always weighted later in the season because that's when I have time to enjoy them. In the spring, I'm working. I'm busy at, at the garden center. I'm out there talking to you guys. I get to enjoy all the spring color in the garden center. I see it every day. I go, oh, wow, that's great. Oh, that's great. But do I take the stuff home? No, I don't have time to plant it. So that's two rules of thumb. Buy what you can plant that day and understand you're going to have to water all summer, no matter what time of year you plant. Spring, summer, or fall, basically you're cutting down watering time the later in the season. You plant in the fall, it's a great time. It's cooler. You have less time to water. So, to me, this is the best gardening time. This is the time I like it. Now, I do pick short bursts of energy. 
couple hours, take a break. Sit on the porch, have some water, look at the work, pick up, do another hour. Then maybe be done for the day. Okay, so important to think about all that. And that's what I've been doing over the last week or so. Short stints, then I'll ride around on the tractor with my cup, you know. So great time, summer, fall. I love it. I love gardening that time of year, okay? So let's talk a little bit about Scarborough. But before that, if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. So our Scarborough store, you heard the ads, Estabrooks is closing, Scarborough, that's it, okay? 30% off everything, we have lost our lease, okay? The owner of the property has decided he wants to sell, we're not interested in buying, Unfortunately, it's been a wonderful relationship. Bruce has been a great landlord. He's really done a great job. And we've been very fortunate to be there as long as we have been. Unfortunately, there are certain things about the site that we just can't get past. You know, we would love to stay in Scarborough, but at this time, it's expensive to open a new store. It's expensive to buy property. And we're not really wanting to do that. We have Kennebunk and we have Yarmouth. And we're going to reinvest back in those, specifically Yarmouth. We're going to upgrade some things. We're going to make a better shopping experience. So we've made an informed choice. This is not something that just happened overnight. We've known this going into the season that this was going to happen. You know, we've known it for over a year that this was going to happen. So we have been planning a strategy. So no, we're not going out of business. We're extremely healthy. We're making informed business decisions about our business. And certainly would we love to be in the Scarborough market? Sure. If you have an opportunity, call me. You know, it's not like we want to leave. It's just, it is what it is. You know, it's business. And customers have been wonderful in the Scarborough market. They really have supported us. We've done very well over the years. The store has continued to thrive. We've had construction in front of us. You know, that beach traffic that cuts our traffic off at four o'clock and kills the last couple hours of business. But everybody's happy going to the beach, you know. And so it's a really great, great, you know, community and we really appreciate all the support. So here's a couple things. We got 30% off everything. Now, What I want to tell you is we're continuing to ship things into that store. So if you go and you don't see something, it's ever-changing. So some of the things that we have at the other stores we're also sending in that, you know, some of the spring-blooming plants that we're overstocked on, we're sending some of those in. Some of our annuals, we're continuing to send fresh annuals in there. We're not just selling just the old stuff at the store, okay? We are continuing to send things from Yarmouth and Kennebunk. Okay, so it will be ever-changing. The other thing is, if you make a purchase at that store, they give you a 30% off coupon off any one item at the other two stores. Good for a month, okay? All the way through the end of August, okay? So we're closing on the 27th in Scarborough of July, 27th of July, Sunday. It's our last day. Please stop in, thank the staff, A lot of our staff are going to the other two stores, okay? You know, our manager, Bruce, you know, um, a bunch of other people. They're staying in the company. They're continuing on with us. We're just moving them to other stores. 
So we're keeping our good people. You know, everybody's been a great staff down there. Obviously, we have some seasonal people that would be done this time of year anyways. But it's been a great ride. We've really enjoyed. We wish we could stay. We're going to continue to work on hopefully having some other store, whether it be there or some someplace else in the future. So we're really excited about the, the future of Estabrooks and what's going on with us. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Clearance sales at garden centers are a dime a dozen at the end of the growing season. But how about one in the middle of it? Esther Brooks in Scarborough is closing for the season on Sunday, July 27th, and all in-stock items are now 30% off. With tons of plants at the height of their summer beauty, it's a great time to score a great deal. To learn more, visit Esther Brooks in Scarborough or on the web at estherbrooksonline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. Whether you're visiting for the summer or enjoying a vacation at home, the last thing you want to do is waste precious time, especially in the garden. Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk makes decorating your home with beautiful plants quick and easy. They've got a great selection and great people here. I can always find what I need. It's just a wonderful place to shop. It's right down the road for me, too, so that makes it convenient. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. You know, if I could just find one product that would control my insect problems on my house plants, around the outside of my house, on my lawn, in my flower beds, and my vegetable garden. Hmm. Ma'am, Bonide has the answer. What? Bonide's 8 insect control is effective against more than 100 insects that destroy trees, shrubs, lawns, flowers, vegetables, and fruit. Use 8 to eliminate ticks, fleas, ants, and other home-invading pests. It can even be used indoors on houseplants. Wow. 8 kills on contact and repels insects for up to 30 days. 8 is available in dust concentrate and in convenient ready to use and ready to spray formulations with built-in hose and sprayer really find bonide eight insect control at your local independent garden centers of maine visit maineigc.com or bonide.com thank you ma'am for your time thank you whether it's pest management, improving your soil, treating diseases, or simply staying ahead of the weeds, gardening can often feel like a lot of work. Finding great local advice that's timely and helpful doesn't have to be. Sign up for the Estabrooks Garden newsletter, and you'll receive gardening tips, in-depth articles, and great deals every week right in your email inbox. It's the perfect way to stay ahead in the garden and save big on your next visit. To learn more and sign up, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks, for the joy of gardening. Welcome 
Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. On another lovely Saturday morning, you know, let's talk a little more about Clam Festival because it's near and dear to my heart. You know, uh, I've grown up in Yarmouth. I've worked in Yarmouth all my life. Uh, For a lot of time, a lot of my friends were like, Tom has a triangle. And it all is within Yarmouth. Doctor's office, bank, you know... Don't, he doesn't leave the the triangle from home to work to whatever other thing I'm doing, whether it be breakfast or lunch or dinner or or whatever. You know, for a long time I was very home based, and the clam festival has always been a deep tradition for folks who are in the Yarmouth community. A lot of people may not know um, that this is the major fundraiser for all school groups in the town of Yarmouth. There really doesn't have to do any other fundraising for a lot of nonprofits, and not only school groups, but nonprofits in general throughout the town, whether it be the food pantries, whether it be, you know, the Lions Club, whether it be the AMVETs. Everybody benefits, and the whole community does, and many nonprofits throughout. Project graduations, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, all kinds of things. And it's kind of a sense of community in that many, many people come home every year. A lot of my friends come into town. It's nice to catch up. It's also a great time frame, you know, for reunions. Uh, And, of course, you know, maybe a little concert. The Mallet Brothers are on Wednesday. All kinds of local music throughout. You know, definitely I would recommend checking out all the activities. You know, all the local crafts, they're all main-made crafts. You know, so that's really nice. And of course, you know, the clam shucking contest and the firefighters muster and the classic fun run and, you know, just on and on and on. Obviously, Friday night's the parade. But it's just a huge amount of people come into town. And it's like a wave, it comes through, and then it's gone. In a whole week, they're starting to set up now. You know, it's amazing to see the transformation to go through town you know, day in and day out, and you can see these changes. It looks like the weather forecast is going to be pretty nice. But it's a really a way to give back. Now, some people might say, well, geez, the prices are kind of high and this and that. Keep in mind, every bit of it is a donation, okay? So if you do make the trip out, stop by the garden center. That's not a donation. <laughs> but... It's a great way to kind of see what we're about in Yarmouth. A lot of new product coming in this week. We'll be doing some ordering, you know, Monday, Tuesday to come in towards the middle end of next week, you know, to freshen up for the big week, okay? And again, don't forget about Scarborough because we will be shipping some other stuff in. But Yarmouth Clam Festival, always fun, starting Wednesday night with the Mallet Brothers. I think that's going to be well attended. Not a lot else going on, you know, Wednesday, you know, and then, of course, Thursday, you know, the Yarmouth Historical Center will be featured, you know, um, and there it's free admission. So, you know, check that out. But just a ton of things. Love to promote it. It's a great thing for in town. Enjoy I hope to see you down there. I'm taking some time off and going to enjoy the festival as I do with family and friends every single year. But enough about that. Let's garden because I'm going to do some of that while I'm off too. You know, I'm going to continue and kind of keep 
plugging away at my landscape, you know. And here's here's a couple questions here. One's from Laura from Westbrook. How does the Japanese beetle trap catch Japanese beetles? They seem to fly out of the trap. Am I doing something wrong? How do I stop them? My linden tree gets devoured every year. Where should I place it in my yard? Help. I'm sick and tired of Japanese beetles. Big problem. They have not seemed to be too heavy yet. That's the one thing. So here's the first thing. Japanese beetle traps. Let's just start there because I think that's number one, the problem. Okay. But, okay, so you have a Japanese beetle traps. How do they catch them? Well, first of all, there is a lure that is basically an attractant for mating and it attracts them to the trap and they fall in the bag. Now, I suspect what's happening is your bag is getting too full before you change it. That's why you're seeing them fly out. Typically, they do not fly out if the bag is not full. If it's not full, then something's wrong. Either the hole in the bag is too small or, you know, something's wrong where they're not falling down in the bag. But if you get the bag to about half to two-thirds full, you need to change it, okay? So have those replacement bags handy so that you don't have to run to the store. I usually recommend when people buy a trap, it comes with, I think, three bags. Buy an extra set of bags right then because they do fill up quite quickly. So I don't think you're doing anything wrong, but you may just check that hole in the bag because maybe the bag's faulty. If the bag is filled up too much, then they do start to fly out. So that's a good sign you need to change your bag. Now, linden trees, they can get devoured, and we've had problems with them also here or there. But my big question is, where are you putting the trap? You want that trap as far away from that linden tree as you can. Give it to the neighbor if you have to. Put it out in a grassy field. You want to lure them out into an area where they can feed on natural forage and then go to the trap to die. Now, what I will tell you is if you put it out in a grassy field, you want to kind of put a a reminder in your phone or a reminder on the calendar or a note on the fridge, check beetle trap. Because it will fill up very quickly. But what they do is they stop off and eat before they go to die. Okay. Am I a fan of traps? Not always. But they do catch a lot of beetles. Okay. So with that being said, put them in an area where you can attract them out. They can feed on the grassy field and then go to die. Instead of feeding on your linden tree, then going to die. Okay. You may also have to use some sort of spray. You know, if you're getting that much damage on a tree that it's really defoliating it, you really have to do something. You can't let that tree get stressed. Pick up your water, give it a little extra happiness, but you don't want to let it get defoliated that much. More than 25% concerns me. You're really stressing a tree at that point, okay? So if you're getting that much damage, that would be my suggestion. You need to treat and use the traps at the same time. If that's the only plant that's really getting devoured, my suggestion is late in the evening when the beetles are docile, right at dusk, that's when you want to spray. Avoid earlier in the morning. You know, we want to protect bees and protect other, you know, insects, you know, but 
towards the end of the day, they will slow down. They won't be flying around as much. Never spray for Japanese beetle during the hot part of the day. You're doing no good. They just fly off. They're very active. They're going all the time. Now, you could spray down your plants with a, a nice garden hose and just knock them off, okay, to protect during the hot part of the day, okay? So I hope that helps, Laura. You know, it's a tricky you know, tricky thing with Japanese beetles. They're here. They're gone. They attack. They're not there. Some years are, are worse than others. So far, I haven't had a lot of problems in my yard. But we'll see. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, the lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Clearance sales at garden centers are a dime a dozen at the end of the growing season. But how about one in the middle of it? Esther Brooks in Scarborough is closing for the season on Sunday, July 27th, and all in-stock items are now 30% off. With tons of plants at the height of their summer beauty, it's a great time to score a great deal. To learn more, visit Esther Brooks in Scarborough or on the web at estherbrooksonline.com. Esther Brooks for the joy of gardening. Whether you're visiting for the summer or enjoying a vacation at home, the last thing you want to do is waste precious time, especially in the garden. Estabrooks in Yarmouth, Scarborough, and Kennebunk makes decorating your home with beautiful plants quick and easy. They've got a great selection and great people here. I can always find what I need. It's just a wonderful place to shop. It's right down the road from me, too, so that makes it convenient. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929.
Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. So I'm Tom Estabrook. Ah, another show coming to an end here. But we've got a few more questions here. So we've got Betty from Yarmouth. What, what do you use for a general all-purpose insecticide and fungicide in your yard? Good question. So here's kind of my general thoughts on some of these products. You start out with the least toxic that you can, okay, in somewhat of a preventative maintenance factor. So when it comes to fungicide, copper sulfate is what I use. On plants, I know they're going to have problems. I don't just go out and spray everything. That's just not who I am. I, you know, the flocks, I'll hit at a certain point. I kind of know when there's going to be problems that are starting late June, early July. So periodically when I'm in the garden, I'll just spray them down. You know, Captain Jack's for insecticide. Another one, preventative. Okay, this plant always has aphids. This plant always has this. And as you garden more and more, you will start to understand which plants are your problem children, okay? And sometimes you remove them because you're just like, I'm done with that. I, I'm done with this plant. You know, it always has leaf roller or always has this or this problem always shows up and you just get kind of sick and tired of dealing with it. So that's another factor of what I do. So when it comes to fungicides, I always start out with copper sulfate. Now, if the problem goes from a preventative to a curative, I, I switch over and I use fungonil. Okay, and that's when I kind of get to that point where, oh, something has gone ahead of where I need to be, and I need to go backwards, and then I can go back to the copper sulfate. So I kind of take a two-pronged approach. I look a lot. I walk my garden. I look. I look for spots. Now, it's no different than what I do at work constantly looking for problems, looking for those invaders into our garden. And then I use the appropriate product to take care of the problem in a, in a manageable fashion, okay? So copper sulfate and fungonil is what I use primarily on the front. Now, another good organic is Serenade, okay? Serenade's another good one that I recommend as a preventative, not a curative, okay? The organics do a really good job holding things at bay, but once they get past you, it's really tough to go backwards, okay? So start kind of often with those, and I say often, with your problem children, with things that usually arise and you know are going to happen, okay? Then with your insecticide, Captain Jack's, I start off kind of there. Then I'll kind of work into maybe like a 7 or an 8, you know, Specifically, some of my vegetables, you know, on some of those products, I'll, I'll do a combination of both. If I've got kind of tougher insects, I'll work into like bond neem, and I'll also work into neem oils. And then I kind of go to horticultural oils. And then if I really need to go to some of the heavy hitters, I will. But it's few and far between on what I need to do as far as a lot of things that I have problems in my yard. Now, timing is everything with a lot of these products. You can use the neem oil at certain points and it will knock out eggs. It'll knock out adults. So coming into the garden center and just talking to us about what the best choice is for your specific problem, and then you'll kind of get in your own rhythm. 
I like to write down the problems I have in the garden. Now with smartphones, you can put it right on a calendar. It can be downloaded into a computer. You can kind of look back on the year before and say, oh, powdery mildew hit this week last year. Oh, I better go check those, you know, those cucumber plants or, you know, the summer squash or the monarda or, you know, the flocks or whatever. So you start to get in tune. Now, a lot of these things are in my head because we usually see them in the garden center before we see them in the, in the landscape. So I, I'm, all, I'm around it all the time. You, you may not be. You may not be thinking about it, but that's environment is your biggest thing. I always look for warm, humid weather then a cool down, and then warm, humid weather. That is the start of problems always. And think about back in June, that's what we had. A warm-up, a cool down, and then another warm-up with humidity. Okay? That's when insects and disease explode because they have the perfect gestation to get going and then the heat behind to pound them out there. Okay? Along with thunderstorms, splashing water, sprinkles, you know, all of those things, it just brings it all together. Where'd the wheat go, folks? It's going to go by. Clam Festival this week, you know, this week we're going to be taping a show for next, you know, Saturday because I'm taking some time off. But we'll have a couple good good topics in there. I hope you can tune in. Another beautiful Saturday. Get out there. Enjoy your garden. Maybe add a few new things. 30% off all annuals in all stores, okay? It's annual time. Freshen up some of those containers. Invite some people over for a barbecue. Going to be a beautiful week. Enjoy yourself, and we'll see you next week. WLOB Portland and WLOBRadio.com.